Money and Me on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Has tech lost its shine? A lot of bad news has been dribbling from the tech industry these past couple of months. Or do you think that the slowdown presents a buying opportunity in the world of tech? You know, should you be looking at buying the dip when it comes to tech stocks, as Ken Fisher, a billionaire, has recently talked about? And then we'll turn our attention to poultry stocks getting a lot of exposure here in Singapore as we mull over how bad Malaysia's chicken export ban is going to bite us here. But you might be thinking, why are poultry, why is chicken getting so expensive? in the first place, right? We know that soybean prices have been going up and so feed prices have been going up. How is that affecting the producers, the poultry companies? Are those higher prices, do they signal that it might be a good time to look at poultry stocks in the region? And then we look at AMC, very exciting for a lot of people as AMC shares rose after the results uh, outpaced Wall Street expectations. AMC Entertainment recently posted narrower than expected loss during its first quarter. So is AMC the rare meme stock that seems to have ridden the whole, you know, meme exuberance to its advantage? Let's check in with Swapnil Mishra, adjunct mentor at Singapore Management University to see what he thinks about all the latest market moving news. Swapnil, good morning. Hi, good morning. Good of you to join us. So tech giants seem to be dropping recently. Tesla, Netflix, Meta, all saying that they're looking to trim costs. I think it was news today, Tesla looking to do away with some jobs. Inflation, the pandemic, a war among the forces that seem to be weighing on an industry which for decades showed seemingly boundless jobs growth and seemed to exhibit ever-soaring stock prices. Is all that coming to an end, Swapnil? <laughs> I think in the last one year, we forgot that even giants can have bad days. <laughs> That's true. And even good giants can have. So, yeah, I think that, you know, the tech giants had a very good growth story going for them, you know, the post-pandemic or even immediately during the pandemic. And I would say this is like a reality check, both for the investors and for the people who are running the company. My short answer in this case is I'm not writing off tech in, in, in terms of their role in the future and their ability to play a meaningful role in the, both in the business mm. and in that context, even in the client's investors' portfolios. So I think big tech has a role to play. Mm. The, the challenge that investors will now face is, one, the balance or the diversification between big tech and value stocks. So I think that's something which is more important than ever right now to answer that question. And the second is the, just the investment a strategy that you know that is that is being followed. So you know, one is you average down and you keep buying as it goes down and accumulate the same good company at better value versus you trim your exposure and do some rebalancing between uh, let's say value stocks and commodities and you know industrials and metals and these sectors. And when you say va- value a, stocks, you mean value stocks in the tech sector or elsewhere? I would say broad based because. What you want to make your portfolio, if you're looking to manage you know, volatility in the portfolio, then you need to add some sectors uh, which can provide stability in, a, in, in this environment where there is a recession risk and uh, there is a rate increase happening. So in that environment, these companies are going to, big tech is going to struggle because they need that growth engine and that's not there anymore uh, for them. So uh, 
to manage, I would say, volatility, it is important to have uh, your traditional sectors, industrials, metals, uh, financials in the portfolio because they are they tend to fare better in the current environment. Okay, so your long answer is this tech route not just cyclical? No, it is not. I think it is. Okay, so let me put it this way. Mm. The, the measures that these companies are taking are extremely encouraging. Because when they cut the workforce by 10%, I think Tesla announced that, or they are kind of, you know, they're holding on to their growth expectations. They are reducing their hiring. Microsoft has reduced the hiring, you know, made changes to their hiring plans. Mm. All that is actually very good because once we get through this cycle of recovery, this means these companies will be ready for a strong bounce back, which is why... I don't, I'm not writing these companies off. I think they have a very important role to be in your portfolio. You know, you can't just say, you know, Tesla is down or Microsoft is down, so I'm going to sell it Mm -hmm. and buy something else. No, they have a role to play. Mm -hmm. But as an investor who has a portfolio of stocks or a portfolio of sectors in the portfolio, it's important to manage the diversification and the balance between some sectors that do well in this environment and some sectors that will do better in a recessionary or a, or a slightly more challenging environment where you want to have some traditional revenue generating value oriented business. All right. So you're so bullish on tech. Um, are, are there any yeah. secular trends that particularly interest you? I think here we've, we've had banking juggernauts say AI and Bitcoin are two secular trends, for example. Yeah, so AI, of course, will continue to be there. The second would be a slightly more safer bet, right? So let's take, let's say Zoom as a stock is down 60% and Amazon is down 30% or 40%. Now, when you compare these two, the amount of risk that you need to take is lesser if you are going and buying an Amazon today versus buying a Zoom, even though both have corrected because you're taking inherently lesser risk in the case of recovery. So investors have to take less risk Mm. and buy better quality stocks rather than take extra risk just for that additional 20 to 20%. If the market bounces back, Amazon will recover almost as much as a Zoom would and and the investor is taking a little bit less risk. So between like a large tech versus some of the more exciting names which have suffered much more in the last six months. So fair to say you're in the buy the dip crowd? Yes. Okay, got it, got it. All right, let's uh, shift gears a little and talk about chicken. We have been talking a lot about chicken, worrying about whether we're going to eat less chicken rice here in Singapore, all sorts of jokes going around. It's like going to McDonald's and then finding out there's no burger in your in your bun, that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> which, what sort of impact can export bans like Malaysia's, which affect a key consumer staple, have on poultry companies? So we've heard that, you know, because of the rising fee, costs that a couple of um, listed poultry firms in Malaysia have been turning to other ventures. So they're affected. What do you see? Uh, How do you think the Malaysian chicken export ban could affect poultry companies? And do you think it might help some businesses? And are there some that Singapore investors could think about buying stock in? I think as a poultry business owner, it's a tight squeeze for them right now. And the squeeze is on two ends. One is supply side, because the cost of both energy and chicken feed, to be honest, I had, you know, I didn't see the entire linkage till I researched a little bit and realized that, okay, there is a huge cost implication in terms of input costs because of the chicken feed. Because soybean uh, prices are going up and yeah. 
Absolutely. Mm. And because you consume the chicken, you don't see the chicken feed in your thinking process. <laughs> chicken right. feed is an important <laughs> input cost. <laughs> so that's one thing which is difficult to manage because there is a global you know, food price increase. So you just incorporate that supply side, uh, your input cost. The challenge on the other side is politics. Right? With restrictions on the place or to whom you can export or restrictions on the price at which you can export are both constraining the margins that they can, that the business owners are going to have. So this is not the same story as, let's say, you know, when the glove industry, we saw top glove and what we saw in 2020, mm. which was different because there was this excitement, there was this ability to manufacture gloves and the stock rallied. Here, there is the minute food is involved, there is politics because food and politics go hand in hand. And that is why I feel as a business owner, it's going to be challenging and it will be difficult to make money from this kind of a situation because you don't know where, you know, where the decisions will land in mm. the context of the pricing. Good point, good point. A lot to think about. Yes, demand spike for chicken, but difficult to say when the profits could land, as you say, because there are regulatory concerns and so much out of our hands and difficult to predict as well. All right, let's move now to AMC. AMC. Have you looked at that recently, Swapnil, or only because we said, let's look at AMC. Uh, the first results in the first quarter of this year representing their strongest first quarter in two full years. So uh, in case you haven't heard of AMC listeners, they're the movie theatre chain and they were, you know, at the, at the whole heart of the meme stop debate, I think, about whether or not they would be able to make big strides towards recovery and make the most of investor interest in them. So do you think that you've seen cumulative success when it comes to the way AMC has managed, you know, in terms of it has managed the company? I think this will be a, an unintended conclusion that investors might make that mean stocks are a great, great you know, way to invest your money. Uh, I, I think I think that's a dangerous conclusion. True. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, conceptually, the whole idea behind mean stocks has been, you know, on forums and uh, there's a whole element of nostalgia around it, right? It's no different from the way you go and watch Top Gun today because it brings that whole nostalgia of, of watching it <laughs> so many years back and <laughs> and you want to keep it alive, right? So. so <laughs> So this whole nostalgia can keep the stock going. It may even buy some time for the stock to have some good quarters, right? So you can have the business, you know, come back in some way. GameStop had that case. Uh, Hertz had the similar situation. If you remember Hertz went from bankruptcy, oh. then a mean stock, right? And then I think Tesla announced, or I think it was Tesla that said that they are going to give cars to Hertz. And suddenly they had like one or two of quarters where there was really good business prospects, right? So on the basis of fundamentals, it started making sense. But if you see the long-term story, it is still not there. So I, I wouldn't conclude that mean stocks is a great way to identify, you know, good companies Mm-mm. just because they have two good quarters. They, they are, that's not the right way to do it. But I mean, that's true, but I mean, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater as well. Just because it's a meme stock doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be a rubbish stock, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I guess either of them are a tricky one, <laughs> even the noise around these stocks. <laughs> it is true, it is true. Uh, have you seen Top Gun? Yes, I did. You <laughs> have? <laughs> I haven't yet. Must so watch. <laughs> Must watch. Okay, contributing to AMC Entertainment, soaring there, Swapnil Mishra. All right, Swapnil, um, can you give us a sense of your take on the market this week? Uh, in terms of the market, I would say the, so you saw the Bank of America, the headline, right? Uh, market is expected to go up 7%, up to 4,400, and then it will go down. That's 
<laughs> that's the Bank of America view. And I was like, where is the crystal ball, right? <laughs> if you know that. <laughs> Up to 4,400. Um, and then, wow, very precise. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah, very precise, right? So, you know, where's the crystal <laughs> ball? I think this is a trader's market. So, my take on the market is this is going to trade in between, let's say, you know, 42, 4,400 down to 37, 38. And the reason it will trade in this range, let's say S&P 500, I'm giving as an example, is because this entire landing of you know, controlling inflation, managing the interest rate hikes, reducing, shrinking the balance sheet for Fed, all of these things are going to be a, like a, a discovery process. It's not going to be a quick fix. And so the market will trade in this range, and that is going to result in a situation where, you know, market for a trader, it will be a great opportunity. So, mm. you know, you can trade the market and, and make some money. Yeah. So I think, I think it's a trader's, uh, yeah, trader's market. Very interesting take. The first to tell us that. All right. So, Abnil, I hear your phone valiantly trying to get your attention. No, no, so, that's okay, that's okay. we'll let you go. <laughs> Before you go, do that. you have a song you've been listening to in your playlist? It, is it Top Gun related that, that reflects the market? <laughs> no, it's not Top Gun, but it's, it's from a from a long time. So I was actually thinking that, you know, am I feeling positive about the market? And that's why I said the trading range. Um, and I'm not in the bear camp. So I would say the, market, the song that comes to mind is, I don't actually heard this. This was one of the best songs of a group called Wilson Phillips. Hold on. Of course. I can even <laughs> sing it for you. <laughs> Hold on for one more day. I think that's what the, <laughs> the you think that's the sentiment right now. That's hilarious, Swapnil. <laughs> thank you so much for taking time out of your trip to, to chat with us. Appreciate it. No, thank you so much. Thank you. That's Swapnil Mishra. He is out of the country and yet still joining us on the line. We do appreciate that. Adjunct mentor at Singapore Management University here on Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.